Welcome back. Oh, you got to say go. Why are we doing the welcome back, my friends? Because you said each one's going to be a separate thing, right? I don't think we need to do a welcome back, do we? Yeah, because each one is its own thing, right? All right, go. <laughs> welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. Joe Spiegel. Whatever. <laughs> All right. I just I'm I am so tired of doing the intros. Not not the yeah. welcome back, my friend. Like we've done six hundred of these fucking things. Yeah. And starting two hundred podcasts ago, I said, Joe, stop introducing yourself and he doesn't listen. And he doesn't listen, he doesn't listen, doesn't listen. So listen. would you say that you want none of Shut this? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and no. that was the other thing that I I'm I'm about to stab you. <laughs> With your fucking puns. So uh, that was a little hint that uh, this uh, episode is about uh, my review for The Nun, uh, the new film uh, <laughs> that just came out in theaters, which is part of the Conjuring Annabelle universe. Oh, yes. <clears throat> All right, let's get into this shit. When a young nun at a cloistered abbey in Romania takes her own life, a priest with a haunted past and a novitiate... On the threshold of her final vows, I hope I said that right, are sent by the Vatican to investigate. Together they uncover the order's unholy secret, risking not only their lives, but their faith and their very souls. The nun. Look at, click on it, see if it says souls, their very souls. I'm interested if they. (laughs) (laughs) Won't you be louder, please? Uh, All right. All right, fine. (laughs) So, um,. Yes, the nun, dude. Like, the f- <laughs> and, okay, so the trailer came out. Yes, and there was a controversy with the trailer. God, these because, fucking you know, snowflakes, these these butter cakes. And, and because there's a scene in the trailer where out of nowhere this nun on skates rolls by the, the screen and grabs the character with a loud scare, goes, yeah, or whatever she said. <laughs> Yeah, and it made that that now it got me okay because because of the sound mostly. Yeah, the first it got me the first time. I was just like, oh okay, because the speakers are loud as fuck. That okay, one. you know I'm not gonna make excuses. It got me. Uh-huh. I, I'm I'll say it. It did a little mini clap. <clears throat> yeah, mini clap. And usually they don't get me. Hmm. Um, and it, I was anticipating it for like the whole thing, and I think that was the anticipation. Yeah, but. It, it still didn't make me want to go see the goddamn movie. It was a well done marketing ploy for the people that that love these ser- this series of films. But again, it's the Conjuring universe, which is those two fucking fraud assholes from Massachusetts. Yes. So they continually s- suck money. You're you're paying to see Hollywood give money to two fraudsters. Yes. What the fuck is wrong with you people? I. I mean, I guess it's the way you depend, the way you look at. It. I mean, if you're entertained by these kind of films, you're not, you don't give a shit about those people. You just want to see the movies. You know, some people but love this shit. They're, it's fraud. They are fraudsters. Oh hey, people still watch Jeepers Creepers, and their director writer was a fucking pedo. That's true. El Ray. <laughs> Did they ever respond? No, fuckers. All right, so um. Yeah, I saw this at the drive-in the other night, um, and uh, not by real choice. It's just what everyone ended up seeing, so I said, fuck it. I actually, yeah, I watched it twice, and um, I can honestly say this about this movie. 
This movie is such a waste of time that it makes the other Conjuring movies look way fucking better. And look, I'll, I'll say this again about the Conjuring movies. The first two, because they haven't done a third one yet. Look, those movies are not bad overall movies. They're well done. They're very well done. The problem is, is that nothing fucking scares me anymore. And also those people are fraud, so it's all bullshit. So there's that. And also I've never seen the Annabelle creation fucking movies because they've done two of those. Never seen those. I have no interest in your killer doll bullshit. So I'm basing it off of just seeing the first two films. This movie is connected to those to all the other films um, because, oh, hey, fucking spoiler alert, the demon that's possessing the nun is the same demon that ends up possessing uh, Annabelle and is connected to, um, you know, um, a quick scene that's in The Conjuring Part 2. So, um, yeah, that's a big spoiler at the end of the movie, by the way. I just gave it away, so go fuck yourselves. This movie made $141 million worldwide. If you haven't seen it yet... I don't know <laughs> because people are easy pushovers. Why? I know. And then movies like Ex Machina only make like forty million dollars in theaters. They're like, what the fuck is going on in this world? We should just we we should really make our own horror movie. God damn it! So there is one scene in this entire film that is creepier than fuck, and. It's it's an excellent selling point because it straight up reminded me of something from The Exorcist. Um, there's a scene at the, near the beginning of the film where these two nuns are running from some demonic presence, and uh, they're in Romania, by the way. And um, one of them gets you know killed, and the other one gets away, but then she kills herself by flinging herself out of a building before she can get possessed. So a few minutes later, this guy, this uh, I don't know what the fuck you want to call him, he's the guy that you know, rides around in a fucking cart and does work around the fucking town or whatever you want to call it. Um, wears a hat kind of like yours. and But it's brown. And <laughs> he shows up to the nun's house and she's fucking hanging from a noose there. You mean the groundskeeper? There we go. He's like a groundskeeper kind groundskeeper of Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like that, yeah. And his name is Maurice. Um, and his, uh, his nickname... Groundskeeper Maurice. Yes, his nickname is um, Frenchy, I think it is. And he goes up to the uh, to the nun to the nun's house, and her dead body's hanging from the door jam, and she has this fucking look on her face that is extremely creepy and off putting. And it was, like I said, it reminded me of the the original Exorcist movie. That was well done, but that's it. Other than that, not a goddamn thing in this movie scared me. This whole movie is just priests. And nuns talking to fucking bishops and stuff. Hey, we need you to go here because of this. We need you to prove if it's valid or not. Okay, let's go. So they go to Romania. They meet up with people. Oh, don't go there. No, no, no. It's bad. That place is cursed. And they go when they go anyway because they have to find you know what's going on with this nun and this fucking demon. They get there and you know of course exorcisms begin. So it's just the same shit. Where you just keep hearing the, you know, pretty much the power of Christ compels you shit, just said in a different way. And and then, you know, uh, uh, the priest played by uh, Damien Bashir, Damien, or however the fuck you want to pronounce his name, um, who is not a bad actor. I mean, everyone in this movie is a good actor. It's, it's That's not the problem. It's just that it's all fucking bullshit. And, you it's know, directed by James Wan. What more do you want? Well, yeah, he's, well, he's not directed. I don't think he directed it. Yeah, he just keep covered it. Story. So, yeah, um, yeah, what more do you want? One. Corn Hardy. That's who directed <laughs> Yeah. So when I looked up Corn Hardy, he hasn't done shit because uh, apparently this uh, franchise loves to hire people that haven't done shit so they probably don't have to pay him as much. 
um, on royalties and all that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Bashir, his character gets fucking locked in a coffin underground for like a good 15, 20 minutes of the movie, I think. And, you know, you got this other nun who's played by um, Tasia Farmiga, who, you know, in real life, her, her sister, Vera Farmiga, is the main character from the first two Conjuring movies, even though um, those characters aren't in, related to each other in any way, which was kind of weird that they did that, because I thought I was waiting for there to be a, some kind of connection, but whatever. Um, and uh, it just, it goes to this point where the nun starts fucking with them, and it just does these constant fucking jump scares, and it uses this this auto-tuned video game sounding loud booms every time she fucking tries to do a jump scare at people and she roars like a goddamn lion it is so fucking stupid and it looks also she looks like Marilyn Manson fuck you dubstep yeah she looks like a Marilyn Manson wearing a fucking nun outfit so it looks like one of his shows pretty much right and and it just and then, of course, you know, the, the quick ending is, you know, oh, hey, uh, oh, I found the, you know, the the blood of Christ and I spit it in your face. And then she, you know, kind of rots away like the old witch, the wicked witch of the West or whatever. <laughs> and and then, you know, they save the day for now. And then it cuts into the connection to the, the conjuring and shit like that, where it goes to 20 years later, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, yeah, the whole movie's just, it, I, I started laughing. It was so fucking bad at trying to scare you. I need to read this. Go ahead. Sister Oana reveals the Abbey's history. It was built as a castle by a duke who was obsessed with the occult and the dark arts during the Dark Ages. Vlad Tepes? The duke summoned a demonic entity, which emerged through a rift in the catacombs. But the nobleman was killed by Vatican troops, who sealed the rift with an artifact containing the blood of Jesus Christ. First and foremost, it wouldn't have been Vatican troops. It would have been... Um, Crusade? Uh, yeah, but um, Knights Templar. Okay. <clears throat> the effects of the bombings during the Second World War caused the rift to open again, unleashing the same entity. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Which has taken the form of a nun and whom several nuns have spotted at night. Meanwhile... Meanwhile... No, you're doing it wrong. Meanwhile, whatever. I, I don't have it in front of me. Goddamn soundboard. Come on. Are they bringing Slice back? Huh? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you got a trailer for a movie called Slice, and I made a joke about soda. They changed it to Sierra Mist, and it's not the same. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. Oops, meanwhile. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, uh, in the chapel, Burke identifies the, uh, the entity as Valak. After reading a book found in the coffin, he addresses the abbess as... Uh, he did, I'm sorry. He didn't address her. He discovered her and then addressed her. <clears throat> Because she's been dead all along and is chased by the evil entity in the form of the boy he exercised. Which makes no sense. Why is he being chased by a boy that he exercised when, first and foremost, I mean, he was fatally, he exercised, was fatally injured during the exorcism. I guess, okay, it was in the previous paragraph, which I didn't read. Yeah. So not only is he being chased by a demon abbess, 
but by a boy that he exercised. Uh, who is Valak? Let's find out who Valak is. Valak is the demon that has appeared in all of the Conjuring, um, or most of the Conjuring-related films. Actually, there's a Wikipedia. Valak is a demon described in the Goetic, or Goetic Grimoire. I'd say Gaetic. Or Gaetic. It's Gaelic. The Lesser Key of Solomon in some verses as Ulak or Valak, <laughs> and in Thomas Rudd's variant as Valu. Valu. Johann Vayer's Pseudomonarchia. Yoo-hoo. I'm sorry, Pseudomonarchia. <laughs> That's Onomatopoeia. Pseudomonarchia. Oh, fuck, I fucked that up. Pseudomonarchia. Pseudomonarchia. I said the same thing. It's Pseudomonarchia. Yeah, Pseudomonarchia. Well, as Volek. The Liber Officium Spiritum as Kulor or Dulas. No wonder it's a dead language. And in the Munich Manual of Demon- Demonic Magic as Volok. As an angelically winged boy riding a two-headed dragon, attributed with the power of finding treasures. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking in that voice, but God damn it, it's great. <laughs> um, there's different variations. Vulak is listed 62nd in the Lesser Key in the 49th by Vare with the versions. I don't know what that means. I don't know what keys mean. Um, uh, the Lesser Key, the Munich Manual, Rudd and Wire or Vire. Uh, further agree in ranking Valak as a president in attributing him with the power to locate, summit, and control spirits. Yeah. So there you go. So, okay. Shitty story and shitty jump scares aside, the acting is very good, and the the location filming, the whole entire film was filmed in Romania. Um, the location filming and the sets look very, very well well done. Uh-huh. But it still didn't matter. It was like, I, I wanted to fucking like this movie. I, I really did because of how much effort was put into other aspects of it. But it, the jump scares just became that same cheap-ass bullshit. And I just couldn't buy it. I really wanted to, man. Especially after how creepy it started off with that nun hanging from the from the door jam. It, but it just it could not deliver at all. So save your money. You don't want none of this. Right. So the 2016... Uh Conjuring 2 yeah. has Valak as the main antagonist who took on the form of a demonic nun. Um, the character bears no resemblance with mythology uh, besides the name. The nun would have a cameo in Annabelle and receive its own spinoff. So at least they're being consistent and they got the idea from uh, the Conjuring 2. So, yeah. Um, they're making money off it. This is their own fucking uh, paranormal activity. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean... I'm just pissed off that I spent 50 bucks to get into the drive-in with all those goddamn kids in my car. Well, tell them to get a job and pay you back. Motherfuckers. Paid 50 bucks for the nun. God damn it. Twice. Well, I didn't have to pay twice, but yeah. I know, but you still, you watched it twice. I want to watch it again, too, just to make sure that I give it a proper... Burial. (laughs) 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 Proper exorcism. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Dios mío. Okay, so yeah, fuck the nun, and fuck you if you go and, and still spend money on seeing it after I've just told you not. I to. hope all of them died. Uh, the no, the main all the main characters did not die. Uh, one became possessed, uh-huh. and he does a little cameo in the in the original Conjuring movie. So, Patrick Wilson, <laughs> Patrick Wilson as as Stretch. It doesn't look. It has the cast here, but. It, Additionally, yeah, because uh, it does. It shows scenes from the original Conjuring. Oh, that's right. 
Ed and Lorraine Warren, two of the biggest dupes out there. <laughs> yes. So get please don't get duped again. Just fuck this movie. All right. All right. So I, I would if I had to rate the nun, I would probably give it a fucking a two. A nun. I give it a two. Maybe a two. It, it's just a waste of time, you know. I mean, 145. I mean, million. look, even when it shows all these religious fucking figures who are supposed to be caring about, you know, get rid, get rid of, you know, the forces of evil and all that shit, even they don't seem like they're worthwhile human beings to do anything with or for. It's like, well, who the fuck are you? I, I don't, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about your faith. Get the fuck out of here. I, I don't give a shit. How about this? Why don't you just firebomb Romania and I'll stay over here and enjoy my latte? Because obviously bombing it didn't help the situation <laughs> in the first place. And this movie's not going to fucking bomb either because it made $141 million its first weekend. Yeah. Fucking crazy. All right, so one more piece of news. All right, what do we got, buddy? This one won't be racist. <laughs> um, Will it be race baiting? Yes. Question for you. Ooh. What is Kevin Smith working on? He, um... No. What is Kevin Smith working on? His weight. <laughs> what is Kevin Smith working on? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I fuck I read this. Oh god damn it. Oh fuck. It's something superhero related. Is it? God. Are you sure it's something superhero related? Damn, well he's also doing that um the the weed um store thing. Okay. Are you sure it's something superhero related? There's one thing that he is definitely. Um, he oh, I'm sorry. He he's um. Oh wait, no, Star Wars. Are you sure? Star Wars. He like tried to. He had an idea for Star Wars. Go ahead. What what is it? What is Kevin Smith working on? I just said I. I, I know and I don't know. Like once you say it, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, 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 that thing. That's what I'm gonna. Nobody knows. It's okay. So it's that thing. Still secretive, very secretive. Apparently, and he's—I know it's not going to be Clerks Three, probably because he cannot get Randall to come back. Supposedly, Kevin Smith is working on a huge project, but it's for TV. Mm-hmm. What is it? Well, I doubt it's going to be a Jane Silent Bob TV series. He's working for somebody else. He just finished a huge project for TV. What is it? I th- what if he's going to do Swamp Thing? The series? Possibly, but no. Because <laughs> apparently it's for Disney. Okay. Uh, Let's put two and two together here. Deadpool. Because <laughs> they're taking over Fox. Um, I'm brain- For TV. Yeah. He just finished writing a huge thing for TV. Fuck. Who are his buddies? His buddies are um, Ralph Garman. Uh, I know. J.J. Uh, Abrams. Um, so, Oh, the Star Wars TV series. That's what you think it is? Yes. Okay. All right. There we go. I think that Kevin Smith is working on the Star Wars TV series or working with Jon Favreau on episodes for the tar- Star Wars TV series. Okay. <clears throat> um, Good for him, man. Yeah, I mean, that that's a kid in a candy store with that shit. 
I mean, I think the only thing that other than that that, that Kevin Smith would love to fucking do is is to be involved with uh, DC doing like a Batman movie or or a Superman movie or Marvel. He doesn't care one way or the other. Something superhero-y. Yeah, but I, I mean, I remember his passions are definitely Batman and Superman. Yeah, definitely. So, anyways, so putting two and two together, I think that Kevin Smith is working with John Favreau on the new Star Wars live-action series. Yeah. Because because of his connections with J.J. Abrams and, of course, with Favreau yeah. and a couple of other people, uh, it just makes complete sense. Yeah. No, good. Uh, you know what? Uh, more power to the dude, man. He avoided a heart attack. Or, I'm sorry. He avoided dying from a heart attack. And he's, um, he's, he's turned his health around, and he's always optimistic, man, no matter what. He's always looking forward, and I can't wish any better for him than he's already getting. You know what I mean? He's he, The guy keeps on going forward and props to him. So, you know, And he takes care of his people. I, I highly respect that. He has friends that he's made over the years, over the decades, and he's stuck by their sides. And that's a true fucking guy right there. So, yeah. I all much praise to him for, for everything good that's going his way. So. Okay. All right, Excel's here. <laughs> All right, we good? All right, we're good. 